1: Was this.
3: Chair, what did you do? I didn't
1: do anything, Stephanie, I promise.
3: Who's that? The machine is here! Oh my God, what's he gonna do JR? Paul Bear is back with the King!
1: And Kane wants walking right to the mouth of Hell! Through
3: Hellfire and Brimstone! X-Pac, look out! Kane wants x part. Kane wants anybody in front of him! The Big Red Machine! The Big Red Machine! He's ready to run! Is ready to destroy! Slam! Oh, Slam! Ah! Oh, my God!
1: He's got the draft! Look at him! Oh. One-hour touch slam! I, I gotta go! From the deck <laughs> to the <laughs> hill, Kane has returned with Paul Bear! Triple H gets Stephanie! Oh, my God!
3: Yeah! To hellfire at Bridgestone! Kane is back! But you can bet that will be hell to pay Thursday night on SmackDown! This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, brought to you today and powered by our good friends over at That Wrestling Club. Head on over to ThatWrestlingClub.com and check out the most exclusive wrestling box subscription on the market, complete with WWE authentic t-shirts and absolutely phenomenal autographs included in each box, as well as so many cool surprises. You never know what you're going to get inside a That Wrestling Club box. And we definitely want you to head to thatwrestlingclub.com where you can find out what's coming in the May box. Also see what you might have missed in past boxes. But anyway, you can get on over to thatwrestlingclub.com and tell them the two-man power trip of wrestling sent you. And see what is in store for you if you get yourself a That Wrestling Club box subscription And if you didn't know by now, welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. You're listening to episode number 257 of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast, a podcast that you can get two times a week on any of the podcast mediums that you have available at your disposal, including iTunes and TuneIn Radio and Player FM and Ear Peeler and Google Play and my personal favorite, the Podomatic app, You never know who's going to be on the other end of the line with the two-man power trip of wrestling. And today's episode definitely lives up to that tagline. And I'll tell you right now, my name is Chad. And as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only John Paz. And it is our absolute honor to be joined today by a good friend of our show, Somebody who means uh, very much to the history of the two-man power trip of wrestling. And that is a guy who needs absolutely no introduction. You know him as WWE superstar, the devil's favorite demon, the big red machine, the one and only Kane, a.k.a. Glenn Jacobs, We might be introducing him here as Glenn Kane Jacobs, but either way, Glenn Jacobs joins the program again. He hasn't been with us in about two years, but what you're going to hear today is a very special announcement that Glenn shares with us regarding his immediate future, uh, not really having to do with wrestling per se, but definitely uh, with wrestling playing a huge part as Glenn Jacobs uh, embarks on a new part in his career and kind of throwing his hat into the other kind of ring. And this one might be uh, filled with a little bit more of the shark mentality than even professional wrestling. But I'm going to leave that to Glenn to share the actual announcement of what he's going to be doing. I'm sure maybe if you've seen social media, you kind of have an idea as to what the announcement is. Or if you've seen the announcement, you know what it already has been. But it's just the absolute honor that Glenn picked us to come on and kind of discuss his announcement and what he's deciding to do with his life. Uh, Because when we had him on in March of 2015, he was definitely in the midst of the corporate Kane character. He had just switched over to the corporate Kane character uh, not too long before that, and really uh, ended up having a very strong 2015. And I'm going to let John kind of get into the wrestling aspect of the episode But that year of 2015, obviously being the launch of our show, and we would kind of go on to do some really great things after we had uh, Glenn on the show. And I've said it to him in person. I've said it to him via email. I've said it to him via text. I've said it to him as many times as I possibly can. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have been put in the position that we are ended up being able to be, and by interviewing Dusty Rhodes, we had to use Kane's name to get that interview with Dusty Rhodes. And you know what? It ended up being such a launching pad because of the unfortunate nature of being able to interview Dusty Rhodes in his final interview. And it really, I always say to him, it is because of Glenn Jacobs, the man who, if you've heard on the show, we go out of our way to ask guests about him because He is such a special individual in professional wrestling. He kind of carries that same aura like The Undertaker, where he is that conscience of the locker room, and people really look to him for advice, and the different people that have been close to him that we've interviewed, they just say nothing but good things about him. And how can you not? And when you listen to this interview, you're going to feel the same way, but as we kind of get it rolling here, John, I could babble on for days about Glenn Jacobs, and the fact that he went out of his way to select us to be the only sports and wrestling media that are covering this announcement of his, it's an absolute honor, and I'll never be able to repay him for as long as I live uh, that he picked us, and it has been such a joy to get to know him and such an absolute honor to share in this special time with him. And, John, I want you to bring in here, and I want to talk about the wrestling aspect of it. So what would an interview with Kane be without touching on professional wrestling? And if you can, go back and listen to Kane's original appearance on the show. He detailed a lot of the early days of the Kane character, but this is really dealing with what happened in 2015. And, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we have to look forward to from the wrestling perspective as well as what Kane's role is in the WWE and what the announcement is going to impact going forward because he is a guy that is a leader a natural born leader and going forward with what he did in professional wrestling so far and the impact he's had on some of the people he's worked with he is just an absolute asset to professional wrestling and with this announcement obviously he's going to become an asset to so many more people uh, and reach them in such a special new way.
1: Yes Chad we're back and we're back in a big big way with the big red monster Kane aka Glenn Jacobs and you said it perfectly he helped us in more ways than uh, he possibly knows and and more ways than maybe a lot of the fans know but Glenn was so key in us getting that Dusty Rhodes interview and obviously it's a bit bittersweet considering it was end up being Dusty's last interview but this kind of you know go down in history as the guys that did that and for Dusty to call us historians I mean it meant a lot to us and obviously Kane doing that meant a lot to us as well so it just goes to show you he didn't have to help us at all he didn't have to do you know anything he never had to do that first interview with us but he wanted to he did and and we created a great relationship with him and it's a huge honor not only to have him on for a second time but it's a huge huge honor and somewhat of a surreal honor that he wanted to share in his announcement with us and to you know be his you know his wrestling voice if you will and For Glenn to do that, like I said, I mean, I can say it a million times, and it still means a lot. It's such an honor that he wanted us to share in that moment, and and I love that he wanted us to take part in that, and thank you to Glenn for that. But, you know, you wanted me to touch on some of the the wrestling stuff that we talked to him about in the interview. And, of course, when you talk about Kane, the character and and Kane the Wrestler, you got to mention The Undertaker, and obviously with a lot of the things that were happening around WrestleMania the key thing that many people took away from it was Undertaker's last stand and that was kind of him walking away from the business but no one has kind of uh, you know meant as much to the Undertaker as Kane has through his career and so and vice versa quite frankly so it's great to get his take on Undertaker, what he thinks Undertaker meant on his career, what Undertaker meant to him as a mentor so I love getting into that kind of stuff because not a lot of guys can say they had basically a 20 year run whether it be tag team, whether it be a feud, whether it be, you know, whatever it is with Kane and The Undertaker, not a lot of people can say they had a 20-year run with a top guy like that, and Kane can say that. I mean, a huge 20-year run. He started in 97 as the character Kane. Obviously, everyone knows started a few years earlier than that in the WWF in a few different capacities, but we'll just stick to the Kane character, and in 97 when he debuted and he... Feuded with The Undertaker for a while And, and teamed with The Undertaker Obviously was his quote-unquote brother You don't get much bigger than that and, and quite an honor for him To be you know associated with Undertaker And obviously Undertaker has nothing but respect for Glenn As all of us do Think about his huge, huge run in the WWF Over 20 years And you know, basically on top Main event level guy Always doing right by the company We, like, like Chad, like you mentioned so many people on our interview like Jim Cornette for instance we mentioned Glenn and he just speaks glowingly of him nothing but respect and that's what you get with Glenn such a great guy such a great character guy and then, you know, the wrestler is so much different than the person. You think of the demonic, the you know, Kane's e- uh, Undertaker's evil brother, Kane, and all that other stuff, but Glenn the person, uh, Glenn the cu- uh, community man, stuff like that. It really resonates with not only the people, the fans, but also resonates with the guys backstage, like I mentioned, like a Jim Cornette or even a Jim Ross. I mean, these guys just love Kane, and they love the fact that he's such a loyal guy and a respectful guy and he doesn't never did anything wrong as far as getting bad publicity or bad press or or bad headlines in the WWF he was nothing but a positive positive role model for everyone whether you'd be a young guy coming up or whether you'd be a fan so just unbelievable career and, and a, a, a subject that I definitely you know wanted to get into was his relationship with Daniel Bryan obviously team hell no and a lot of people said that Kane had a lot to do with getting Daniel Bryan over to the point where the crowd really got behind him You always knew that Bryan Danielson aka Daniel Bryan was a terrific wrestler and a great performer but was he you know good enough to kind of keep up in the wb as far as that entertainment value can you bring something else to the table are you just a wrestler and kane i really felt like brought that out of daniel bryan and we mentioned it to him in the interview and he basically says it goes both ways and that he helped daniel bryan and daniel bryan helped kane but thinking back and putting those guys together they got over and they got over big time And it was just a great, great tag team, and it's great to hear that they're good friends outside of the business. Obviously, when Daniel Bryan retired and made that speech, one of the very few wrestlers that he mentioned was Kane. So again, what respect goes out to Glenn Kane Jacobs, and we on this show have nothing but respect for him. Main event player for over 20 years in the business, main event player for over 20 years in the WWF, He's done it all, he's seen it all, and he's ready for a new journey in his life. And we are so honored, I'll say it again, we are so, so honored that he let us share in this announcement with him. And you're going to love, you know, not only the announcement and hearing about what he's going to be doing going forward and and helping the community and things of that nature, but you're going to love the stuff on The Undertaker. You're going to love the stuff a little bit on Bray Wyatt, and you're going to love the stuff on Daniel Bryan as well.
3: Exactly. How could we not talk about The Undertaker and Kane and all the great things that Kane has done in his wrestling life? And now as Glenn Jacobs moves forward with this big announcement, we are so incredibly honored. I'm going to say it again, and I can't say it enough to have been involved with this whole process and to be a part of this team to get this announcement out there. Uh, Complete honor. And to Glenn Jacobs and the Glenn Jacobs family, nothing but the best from both John and myself And everybody here with the two-man power trip of wrestling, we want to thank you for your trust in us to get this story out there. And there's really not much else that we can say. So, John, please do what you do best. Hit them with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business and get it on over to our good buddy, Glenn Jacobs.
1: And now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Two Man Trip, and at Rasslin Please visit our website, tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, check out the feed for some legendary episodes featuring the living legend himself, Bruno Sammartino, the late, great American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Ray Mysterio Jr., Jeffrey McDivitt, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Mr. Wonderful Paul Onder, AJ Styles, and so many others. Also, while you're surfing the web, check out WrestlingInc.com. Yes, that is WrestlingInc.com. They are the number one wrestling news source out there, so please check them out. Also, while on the internet, go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, ProWrestlingTees.com is your superstore. If you are a super fan, and you could please check out our page while you're there, you can check out Tito Santana, Paul Orndorff, Coco Beware, Magnum TA, Buff Bagwell, and so, so many others. Follow along with the two-man power trip of wrestling in 2017 as we hit the road and we come to a town near you. April 22nd, we hit Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Icon Collectors Fest, Then, May 19th and May 20th, we hit the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling Expo in Richmond, Virginia. Then, follow us to New Jersey as we hit Legends of the Ring in Monroe. So please follow along with the two-man power trip of wrestling in 2017, because you never know where we may land. And now, without any further ado... He is the Big Red Monster. He is the Big Red Machine. He is also known as the Devil's Favorite Demon, or you may know him as Corporate Kane. He is a former World Heavyweight Champion, a former ECW World Heavyweight Champion. He is Glenn Kane Jacobs. Please enjoy.
4: well, joining us on the line today is a man making his return to the two-man power trip of wrestling, and some might make the argument that it was him who was the catalyst for the takeoff of sorts in the world of the two-man power trip of wrestling. His resume is literally one of the most impressive that you could possibly look at in professional wrestling. He is possibly the most decorated WWE champion in the history of the company, winning every single title you could think of. And it is my pleasure to welcome back to the two-man power trip of wrestling, a guy known as the Big Red Machine, the Big Red Monster. He is the one and only Glenn Kane Jacobs. Welcome back to the two-man power trip of wrestling.
2: Thanks, guys. It's great to be back. I appreciate that. That was a tremendous introduction.
4: Oh well, thank you so much. I've been practicing it for two years, so uh, <laughs> it's something I definitely. Uh, I'm so proud to have you back. It just it means so much to us. I've told you personally, you know what it's meant to have you on with us in the past, and where uh, you know where things just kind of went after we had John, and it's been uh, it's been quite the ride. But uh, can't be any more honored to be joined by you today for another reason. And uh, I'm going to kind of let you elaborate on that, that we have a very special announcement that has just come down the pike. And for you to be joining us to discuss it, uh, I couldn't be any more thrilled. I know John as well is, uh, is very quite honored, but you are going to be jumping into another ring of sorts and a highly rumored for a very long time. But now, officially, Glenn Jacobs is going to be throwing his hat into the political ring.
2: That's right. I just made my announcement. I am going to be running for the office of Knox County Mayor in Tennessee. Um, Really thrilled about doing that. Something that I've thought about doing for a long time, getting into politics um, and finally have what I think is going to be a great opportunity. And uh, really looking forward to getting out on the campaign trail and meeting people uh, down here in, in Knoxville and talking with them about the issues and getting to know them and hopefully them getting to know me. So it's a very exciting time.
4: It's very cool because, like I said, it's something that has been just highly rumored for years. And obviously when you know, the, uh, the curtain started to peel back a little bit on professional wrestling and more fans started to become educated about guys' personal lives, one thing we always learned was that this menacing figure, Kane, had this very intelligent background as a guy who was very passionate about the political world, but now you know. Finally, it's uh, it's almost like a culmination of sorts because this is a question now that you don't have to answer anymore, and that is, are you finally going to be running for office? Because now, obviously, you can say you are.
2: <laughs> That's true, um, and, and again, it's something that, that I've considered for quite a while. Uh, you know, I've I've always been interested in government and politics ever since I was a kid, um, and now getting into it. Uh, it is a bit of a culmination you know because i've sort of been on the periphery for many years uh, as far as things that i've been involved with and i've written op-eds and articles and and that sort of stuff met a lot of people uh, learned somewhat how the process works uh and now actually moving into that process it's pretty exciting uh, a little apprehensive as well because it is a different world for me and uh, stepping Outside of my comfort zone, but I, I think hopefully it's something that I can manage.
4: It's definitely uh, a lot of a lot of things that you got to factor in: uh, budgets, people, lives, things going on in the community. But obviously, you're very in touch with your community, uh, and the work that you do is just it's uh, it's very cool to see that you're just so passionate about your community and the things going on. I know you guys just had some pretty bad wildfires uh, spread through your area, and you were very proactive as being a part of the uh, the crew that really just helped uh, raise awareness for it and do as much as you could with your own uh, personal celebrity to help get the word out about it. And I thought that was very cool to see from a personal level, just to uh, me to you directly. But, you know, what does it mean to you to, to have that voice and be able to speak for people inside your community? Because obviously, you know, being who you are, what you say is going to carry a lot of weight, and this is something that I think that the folks of Knox County uh, definitely have something to look forward to.
2: That means a lot to me. The most rewarding thing that WWE has given me is, is the ability to touch people's lives. And I find it ironic that kane is one of the most as you said menacing characters on television but kane in many ways allows me to help make my world my corner of the world a little bit better place and that's something that i i am so grateful for that wwe has has given me it's a gift and uh through the years, as I've matured and I've gotten older, I realize how powerful that is, and we can make positive change, even if it is something as simple as saying, hey, some folks need some help, and getting the word out about that. Um, as you said, the, the wildfires were a terrible disaster down this way. and saw another uh, huge celebrity, Dolly Parton, step up. And what she did was just amazing, uh, bringing awareness and then also financial support to our community. Just incredible. And uh, I think that's great. And again, that's to me the most rewarding thing out of my entire WWE career is that ability. Uh, even when, you know, just having people come up to me and shake my hand and, and thank me. For giving them years of entertainment i can't tell you what that means to me because it's you know i'm the one thanking them for for watching and and allowing me to do something that i love to do uh and it's just amazing and it's something unique that not everybody gets to experience and it's something that i'm very grateful for
4: yeah absolutely. and you spoke um, in one of the most in depth uh, ways you possibly could about your entire career when you were with us two years ago, talking about you know traveling through you know the smoky mountain territory, which you know obviously is a part of where you are right now, and that You know, being back roads and and hot arenas and hot gyms and just, you know, gritting and grinding through a really tough part of your career. So obviously, you know, I guess there's going to be some kind of parallels to jumping into the political ring for the first time with, you know, getting your feet wet like you would uh, now. WWE obviously has a developmental territory and in politics. I don't know if there's necessarily a developmental territory, so to speak, but you definitely, uh, you know, you have apprehensions, like you said, but, you know, how close have you come before to actually jumping into this ring prior um, and now being the right time, but how close did it come uh, in the past?
2: Well, some people tried to convince me to challenge Mar Alexander, who's a sitting senator from Tennessee and been around Tennessee for a very long time former governor of Tennessee a few years ago and I just didn't think that that would be possible because that is literally like going into the main event at WrestleMania pretty darn close to it um this race on the other hand um it's certainly nothing to sneeze at people may hear Knox County Tennessee and think well what what exactly how big is Knox County Tennessee we have about 450,000 people in the county so it's a mid-major city, a metropolitan area. The budget is just shy of 800 million dollars. So there's a lot of money. So this is also not not exactly bush league stuff. This is a, this is a pretty big deal. Um my opponents are all uh seasoned and I'm really looking forward that as well because they're, they're all fine people, you know. Um, but I'm really looking forward into, into getting and I guess seeing up close how everything works, um, you know, and with me, of course, being able to do some different things that other people can't do as, as far as campaigning in, in unique ways. And uh, I, I think a lot of key for me is bringing new people into The process into the the election process, and uh, you know I'm going to run as a Republican, and I think I will have the ability to help grow the Republican Party locally. Um, But the reason I'm running as a Republican is because I believe very strongly in the foundations of the Republican Party, which are free market, as well as personal freedom. And that's a message that I need to get out there, and I need to get it out especially among young people because, frankly, those are the future of the country. And I I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for fact, as you said. I, I, I put in a lot of work to get to where I was at WWE. I overcame obstacles to get to WWE. I had the opportunity to do those things because I live in America and I grew up in America. I've been so fortunate that I was able to live the American dream. That has to be available for my kids and for my grandkids. The ability to do what you want with your life, the opportunity to build the life that you want. And sometimes, of course, it feels like that's slipping through our fingers. And a lot of times we look at Washington, D.C. as... Problem, a person like me does, but the local people, local elected officials, have probably more impact on your life than the people in Washington D.C. So we often get wrapped up in the the WWE of politics, which is at the federal level and the presidential election, those sort of things. Uh, but all levels levels of government matter, and for someone like me, who has been given just tremendous opportunities to take advantage of, I want to keep those opportunities alive. And I think it starts with me here in Knox County, Tennessee.
0: You know, it's so interesting about, you know, your run, your career. You know, you've been on WBTV essentially for 25 years, and, you know, quite a run. But how has that kind of being in the WB or being on TV and being that public persona, how has that kind of helped you? ease your way into the political world. Has it been kind of an easier adjustment, kind of moving in, because you've been used to kind of
2: campaigning, so to speak, in the WWE? A lot of it is because WWE crosses such a wide demographic that anyone that I talk to knows someone who's a fan, virtually anyone I talk to knows someone who's a fan, or is a fan themselves. Um, it, it's so funny because... Last summer, I had the opportunity to do one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life, which is ring the closing bell on the New York Stock Exchange. What was amazing was the people at the New York Stock Exchange are huge fans. The executives that run the New York Stock Exchange were telling me how they had watched WWE growing up, right? Um, And that's, of course, a huge advantage is just the ability to, uh, you know, People are already fans, but then I hope, too, when people meet me, they realize that I'm just a guy, you know. I, I'm just just like everyone else. I'm, I'm just a guy trying to make it through this world, do the best I can, take care of my family. That's really what I am, um, and I think a lot of times that, that contrast something that they don't expect uh, because they see, with all of us in WWE, they see these larger-than-life figures on the television screen, and then in the, for the most part, you know, all the guys are really cool down to earth human beings. And they meet us and they go, wow, that's, that, that's a cool guy. And then he does this, this thing on TV, which everybody loves and thinks is great as well. Um, so in that respect, uh, yes, I, I think, uh, it's not, it's not necessarily campaigning per se. I just think it's the ability to relate to people. And, uh, I have, I have a built-in icebreaker. I'm, i'm kane which is pretty cool um but after that of course you know it's just that ability to be able to relate to people on a human level which is great
0: and i was always curious like is it easier kind of being in the public eye so people almost feel like they know you already is that kind of like an easier transition because they almost feel like they
2: can they they've known you forever almost sometimes it is um You know, and then, then sometimes people think what they see on TV is what they're going to get in real life. Um, you know, I I sometimes joke that, um, when I would get into politics that most politicians are trying to convince people that they're the person they see on TV and I may have to convince people that I'm not the person they see on TV, (laughs) but, um, but no, and especially here in Knox County, because, um, because folks know me and you know, I'm, I'm on local media, uh, doing things. And, uh, again, you know, working out the community and folks know me. So I think that they, a lot of folks here just look at the cane thing as one component of me, but they actually see the person behind that. Um, so yeah, sometimes people, you know, they feels like they've known you all their lives. Um, and certainly that's, that's a, a major advantage, not only, of course, in politics, uh, in business and everything else as well. Uh, I, I can't say enough about the, the platform that WWE gives all of us to build great lives inside WWE, both inside WWE as well as outside.
0: Do you think it's easier when, it, when like Linda McMahon is joining Trump as, as uh, you know, the administration there, and you know, obviously Jesse Ventura, former governor, and, and you see these other, other these stars and owners in the political
2: world. Does that make it easier when you're running, or, or does that kind of um, make another hurdle for you? For this race, I don't, I don't think it's really going to have much impact on this particular race uh, because a race like this is getting out there and talking with folks and uh i I don't think that whatever preconceived notions that they might have good or bad is really going to have a huge impact for some people of course it will Uh, it depends on the individual um you know i'm very proud of linda mcmahon uh i think she was a great pick to head the sba you know the mcmahon's of course bought At the time, it was what WWWF uh, Titan Sports from Vince McMahon Sr. and uh, built that from a regional promotion into the premier professional wrestling organization not only that it's it's an integrated entertainment juggernaut it's a lot bigger than just a professional wrestling promotion i mean we're global we have offices all around the world we're into so many different things we're into a leader in entertainment technology they did that she knows what small businesses go through and I, i'm very proud of that pick and uh, i think she's she's doing and going to do a great job um and yeah you know some of the other guys have gotten into politics as well but in the end no matter what people come in thinking what matters is the individual who is running for office and uh they are going to be judged on their own merits so uh, I, i really look forward to that
0: now, getting into the pro wrestling business, obviously, you know, you have to have a passion for it, and you have to really want to go for it, and like you said, you overcame so many odds and made it so far in the WWE, but how about on, on the political end of it, and the political spectrum, was that kind of always a passion for you as well, was that something you always wanted to get into?
2: Not always. When I was younger, I didn't, but I think as I've gotten older, uh, I have kids, well, uh, I have grandkids actually, um, I, I look at it and I realize that our, their, their futures to some extent to a large degree in our hands. And I look at my parents, their generation, generations before them, the opportunities that were available to me were the result of the fact that in some cases people had to fight for that freedom, literally. And in other cases, of course, the generation had to make sure that they didn't forget about that and keep those opportunities available. I mean, I I just, I can't speak enough about what that has meant in my own life. You know, the only place in the world that I would have been able to achieve what I've been able to achieve is right here in, in America. I mean, it's true. And that's why the rest of the world looks at us and holds us in such high regard, because this is the land of opportunity, and I would like to see that continue. Um, But I think as we get older, what what starts happening is, um, you know, we do start getting much more of a big picture frame of mind, you know, and you realize that this, this deal isn't about me. You know, life is not just about me. In my opinion, life is about the relationships that you build and leaving this world a better place, hopefully, than where you came in. Um, I've had, because of what I've done in WWE, you know, I've, I've had some opportunities in my small way to hopefully do that. Um, and then I look at politics, and, and, and it's the same. I mean, you know, I, I want to make sure that my kids, and especially my grandkids, that they have the freedom to decide for themselves what they're going to be, what they want to be, and what they want to do with their life. That's the American dream. Still alive, and I want to make sure that it remains alive and gets even stronger than it was before. And that is great, and you, you love
0: you know hearing that because that's what the, you know the world's all about, it. and especially the USA. You want to live live that American dream, make life better for everyone. And I'm always curious because the wrestlers are able to touch the folks more than like let's say another sport because it's so much more intimate, and you're meeting the guys, and you just feel like so much more a part of the show. Do you feel um, like a sense of closeness to a lot of the people when you're, you know, kind of campaigning or when you're in town? Do you really, you know, connect with them almost like small America? Do you,
2: you know, are you really, really connecting with them even more oh, so? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's funny is uh, not too long ago, I was I was at a charity event and uh, there were a couple former university of Tennessee football players. Now I think one of them played for the Oakland Raiders and, you know, he comes up and he's got this big old grin on his face and gives me a hug. And, you know, he tells me he's a huge fan and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, you know, dude's a professional football player. He plays in the NFL. And how humbling is that to say, man, I watched you growing up and I just want to tell you what a big fan I am. It's just, it's it's, it's just amazing. (laughs) It's just incredible. Um, and, and that's the thing is I, I get to meet so many really cool people and I get to hear their stories. And it's not only people that play in the NFL or, uh, you know, do whatever. It's just when you get to talk with people and you realize the story of their life, or you get to see a little snippet of it. You realize that everybody has led incredible lives. You know, and the things that sometimes people overcome, the things that they're able to achieve in spite of the obstacles that they face, you know, uh, the pride that people take in their families, I mean, that's all, that's all what this whole thing is about because that's something that all of us can relate to. You know? So um, I, I do think, you know, again, as you said there, uh, that, that ability to connect um, is, is, is vital, and it's rewarding for me. Because again, I get to meet the most interesting people, and a lot of times, on the surface, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think they're just interesting because they're just average folks. But nevertheless, everyone has an extraordinary story, and I, I get to hear them. And I think because of who I am, you know, they, they, they want to tell me that story, you know, and and it's really cool. That is awesome, and I can't help but think, you know, with Jesse Ventura kind
0: of setting the bar, you know, being the governor and stuff, and, you know, you're running, but I always think of Rhino and Booker T, who has aspirations, and you see Dal Ziegler on Fox News all the time. I always think it's kind of cool. It's like wrestlers are more than just wrestlers. They're, they're, they are they're have brains. They're all smart. They all want to accomplish something. You ever kind of just look back and, and smile and think, you know, look at Linda, look at uh, Rhino. I mean, it's really cool how far wrestlers have become and have come
2: because getting into the political realm as well. Absolutely. And I think we've shattered, hopefully, it, it still exists to some extent, but I think we've shattered the stereotype you know, of what we were. I mean, look at a guy like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> you know, biggest movie star in the world. Nicest guy in the world as well. You know, a guy like that who has just done so much for our sport. A guy like John Cena, who is, again, just, you know, just a, a great guy. And, you know, is everywhere. And literally a household name. Uh, as you as you talked about Rhino, you know, one one. The Republican primary for his House district in Michigan, and did a great job. Uh, Linda, of course, and what she's been able to accomplish. You know, not and you know, Linda, of course, not only being a executive of a wrestling company, but also a businesswoman who is able to get out there and show what the opportunities that are available to women in America. Uh, you know, doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's very important as well. And, and um, I also think that if you look at our, our product now, um, you know, and look at the Divas division and how they've redefined, and sorry, I call it the Divas division out of habit, the women's division. Look at what they've been able to do as far as redefining what a female WWE star is. I mean, the matches that they're having, they're main eventing pay per views which is amazing they're getting the opportunity to do what they love to do and they're doing it as well as anyone else in the world and that says something about wwe and that says something about of course about our female performers as well how competitive they are and how good they are so i think on many levels and then and, and of course with um with the women they're they're role models for young women, because they're showing them that you can accomplish anything, you can be strong, you can be all these things that those women are going out on TV and and, and they're showing every Monday night, every Tuesday night, and on the pay-per-views. It's it's just amazing, and I think that is very important. Um, you know, because for me personally, of course, it's opened up opportunities, uh, but but also, I mean it it shows people that, yeah, we're not, you know, for so long there's this stereotype that I guess we're just big, dumb meatheads. And I I think at this point that's been, been shattered, you know, people still like to make fun of us and that's okay. It's good entertainment. I make fun of us as well. Um, but on the serious note, uh, it shows that just like everyone else, we're, we're people that uh, want to be involved in various things, want to contribute to society, uh, you know, and, and want to do a good job with the job that we do. I mean, Again, one of the most rewarding things that I do is hopefully knowing that when I go out there in a WWE ring, every night I do the best I can, and people get their money's worth, and they go home happy. Um, so I think all those things are very important. It's something that I personally am very proud of.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and one thing that's kind of funny, you know, with talking about bashing the stereotype into a million pieces, you know, when you talk about po- politics, you think about mudslinging and things of that nature. It's kind of hard to look at entertainment and use it in a mudslinging fashion. But, I mean, I guess your opponents would just expect you to uh, either light the podium on fire or shoot something out of uh, another part of the room just to show your uh, you know, your spectacular uh, skills there with, uh, with the art of the, uh, the inferno.
2: <laughs> well, you know, there there is a, a a bit of a showmanship aspect uh as well. Um but nevertheless, you know, again, me being a WWE superstar in this race is a novelty and it's something that will bring attention to the race. But in the end, the thing that matters is the substance and the person behind that persona on TV and what they're saying and what they believe in. Um and those are the important things, and in the end, those are the things that are are going to win out.
4: Absolutely, yeah. It's just it's so, it's so very cool. Like I said, you know, to have you actually finally throwing your hat in that political ring, and it's uh, it's no doubt going to be uh, quite the whirlwind for you. But if we can kind of switch topics just a little bit, just kind of appease the uh, the listeners of the two-man power trip. Um, if we could just touch on a few things that had to do with the, uh, the time spent with WWE since our last interview, which was in the spring of 2015, you were actually uh, in a small town uh, on your way uh, on the loop to WrestleMania in San Francisco, so it's kind of a little bit of uh, two-man power trip uh, trivia, <laughs> but... You know, you had quite the rest of the year uh, in 2015. Obviously, you, know, you main-evented a pay-per-view with Seth Rollins, uh, and you culminated what was the, uh, the debut of the corporate Kane character right before we talked to you, to uh, bringing it full circle back into the Demon Kane. But just kind of tell us in generalities, how did that feel to you to work your way back into that main-event picture and obviously working with a guy like Seth Rollins? Who uh, is pretty much on top of the crop of guys that's uh, ascending right now? But what was that like, that last little loop that you had around that main event picture?
2: Well, it was, uh, of course, it was a lot of fun. And as you said, uh, Seth Rollins is just phenomenal. Uh, he, he's a tremendous performer. Um, and that felt like a full circle as well because uh, The Shield early on. Um, Daniel Bryan and I, I I believe we were probably like their first, uh, you know, first opponents, right, Uh, and had had a history there, Um, you know, and then to see Seth being able to do what he did, uh, leaving the Shield, and, and of course, uh, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns are are tremendous as well and have done great things and will do great things. Um, Nevertheless, Seth set out on his own and uh was just able pretty much immediately to prove to the world that he's like a young sean michaels <laughs> you know just a <laughs> tremendous tremendous performer um so that that was that was it was a lot of fun um you know, uh, especially I think you know I think at that point the uh, the corporate Kane character had had run its course, and uh, people really wanted to see the mask come back. Uh, and what was what was pretty cool too was the fact that uh, I was able to keep up with Seth in the ring, uh, which is no small feat for anyone, much less uh, you know a hey guy who's. Bit of a veteran at this point in his career so i was i was proud of that um and then anytime that you're in that position uh you know and the company is relying on you to come through with with, uh, great performances and you're able hopefully to deliver on those it's very satisfying and very rewarding
4: yeah it was so cool and you were right you those matches with him you were great you were right there with him and he's a guy high octane uh, worker. He's a guy who definitely leaves it all out there. As we've seen, obviously, he's gotten bit with a little bit of the injury bug, but that just goes to his high intensity and style. But one cool thing that also came out of that was yet another reunion with the man himself, the Undertaker, the guy who's been linked to you, obviously you're you know you're his brother. You know, without anybody uh, really, <laughs> the elephant in the room, you're his brother. So, uh, you know, you got to team up with him again against the Wyatts at the uh, the 2015 Survivor Series. So that obviously was pretty cool, and you had a, another little uh, kind of glance with him recently uh, after a SmackDown. But you know, what again does it mean to work with Undertaker all these years later? And the two of you just obviously so linked together in the, the annals. Of WWE history, but yet again the brothers of destruction got together to destroy a couple more
2: victims. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that Survivor Series was simply amazing. Uh, 25th anniversary of the Undertaker, it was a huge deal, and just to be involved in that in any capacity was really an honor for me. And uh, it's it's always great because I remember we had the thousandth episode of Raw in St. Louis and uh, I was in the ring and I forget what the exact scenario was but basically I was surrounded by the bad guys and then the gong hits and you know it was it was just awesome and the crowd is chanting this is awesome and and just great and I get goosebumps because that that's that's what that's what that's what this deal that's what WWE is all about you know I don't know if our audience in WWE universe realizes this but we feed off them as much as they do off of us, and when they're when they're into a moment like that, it is amazing, like i said i I got goosebumps because for me that's when you know that's when we talk about piercing the veil well that's when the veil for me sort of closes, and I'm like, I am in the moment, and it's the epitome of why I got into the wrestling business, of why I got into the entertainment business, because, you know, I, I can lose myself, and for that moment, that's all that matters, and that's just an incredible feeling, and, you know, that happens with, uh, with Undertaker, and, you know, it, it's, just, it's just so cool, because oh, through the years, we've been together through so much. Um, very unique, both of us, um, you know, Bray Wyatt is, is sort of the new, uh, you know, taking that role as far as the uh, character that has the supernatural component and the cool creepiness. Um, but, you know, the fact then that we were able, you know, uh, to come in and be such fierce rivals, but then everything turned and to be able to join forces and ally with ourselves and then... Split and then come back and then split and come back. Uh, again, that that you know if you look at like the I'm a big fan of the old NW, uh, NWA and and uh, you know that sort of stuff and you know you'd have these these uh, relationships and these feuds that would just go on for years and years and years and, and it, it was the same type of deal and and I've said this many times that I really believe it's true. I believe that the Kane Undertaker story, if you look at Epic storytelling, and what I mean by that is if you look at, like, Greek mythology, that's what it is, and, and and it's the best piece of epic storytelling that WWE has ever done. I mean, there's this huge, huge story arc with all these backstories and all these extremely powerful characters, you know, and by that I mean the personalities, um, and to be able to, to make that work and work as well as it always has um, – is uh it's just amazing and you know really hats off to to vince mcmahon for being able to do that you know with with creative teams and his vision as well as taker you know and, and as well as my good friend the late paul bear i mean there was a lot of moving parts and everybody was always able to make them work smoothly and the finished product was beautiful Unbelievable!
0: Like you said, one of the most epic storylines of all time. One of the most memorable, obviously, storylines of all time. But you know, as I as I wind it down a little bit here, you mentioned Bray Wyatt, and I kind of want to just touch on that because he's kind of like you said, like that next creepy, cool, supernatural guy, kind of like Kane and the Undertaker were. But you know, you were kind of the catalyst for Randy Orton's heel turn, now face turn, and kind of catal you know the catalyst for the Bray Wyatt or cute. But are you liking kind of you know, being able to create, uh, you know, push Bray Wyatt, if you will, to that next level now you see him as a main eventer. Is that kind of cool, almost get back a little bit and see the guy flourish into a main eventer?
2: Well, that's what Undertaker did for me, you know. So, um, and, I, and that's one of the things that sets Mark Calloway apart from virtually every other uh, you know, superstar that you can think of, megastar, is that that he was always, uh, you know, helpful, extremely helpful, and he was always about business, you know. Um, and he was the guy that there'd never been undertaken there would have been Kane, and you know he he was the guy that uh, when I was down early in my career. You know, when I, was the, when I was the characters that we shall never talk about, um, he was the guy that would come to me and talk with me and, and encourage me, you know, and sometimes basically chew me out. Um, but nevertheless, you know, he was, he was the guy who instilled the mentality in me uh, that, I, that I could be a winner right uh and then he did so much uh you know as far as when it came time for us to wrestle one another and, and work together um he did so much for me and he's done that for other people as well and uh you know and, and that's um that's again that's what it's all about because you know in the end i mean you know my career is going to be over. Um, but WWE is going to go on. You know, we have the, uh, the graphic before the show. that always says, WWE, now, then, forever. And that's absolutely true. I mean, WWE is going to go on. And I would like to see it go on and um, be a product that, you know, other people have the opportunity to do very well at, as well as, of course, with our fans. You know, I mean, I'd like, I'd like, like to see, I'm a fan. You know, I like to see good programming. I, I like to see great characters. Um, so yeah, that that is rewarding to me. Uh, you know, and, and like with the Shield, you know, uh, I'm so proud of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and, and Roman Reigns and you know what they're doing, and so many of the young guys and um, you know that in some way I hope that I've been able to help. You know, um, of course, in the end, it, it's up to them you know, and uh, their desire, their passion, and their talent. But nevertheless, yeah, that's it, it is a lot of fun. It's rewarding for me. Um, you know, like I said, 10 years from now, I want to be able to turn on WWE and say, man, that guy's awesome. I remember back when, you know, and that would be cool. <laughs>
0: Definitely. It's also,
2: you know, they kind of get back
0: and, and to see – where guys were and how you can help them. But one guy that you really, really helped get over, and obviously he's a great talent anyway, but you're kind of the reason that he really got over. And it's no secret on this show, the Ian's favorite wrestler is Kane and my favorite wrestler, you know, was Daniel Bryan and Team Hell No. <laughs> so I feel like you really helped get him over doing those comedy things and then you guys had those awesome about that. magic with he the was... shield but he was pretty good on his own. <laughs> well, he—I he, mean—he's—he's he's an awesome wrestler, but he needed that little push, and, and look in the fans' eyes, where like, wow, you know, he's over with Kane, then he's over with us, that kind of thing. Right. So, if you just talk about, you know, your relationship with Daniel Bryan, and obviously his career coming to an end, sadly.
2: Yeah, um, Daniel Bryan is a friend of mine. You know, um, we have been able to build. Uh, it's sort of funny because the the relationship you saw with Team Hell No on screen that sometimes goes off screen as well Uh, so (laughs) uh, but he's a great human being um, he's a good friend of mine and uh, frankly the Team Hell No stuff helped me you know it was the uh, uh, through the years what it did for me was basically show people that I could be a, a well rounded performer um, because through the years, you know, I'd always been the silent guy, I'd always been the mean guy, I'd always been the extremely serious guy. And if you would have told people in 2000, you know, the year 2000, or 1998, that, or even 2005, 2000, whatever, that Kane is going to provide the comedic element to the show, well, they'd have looked at you like you were completely nuts and off your rocker. Uh, but because of Daniel Bryan, I was able to do that. And so often what happens, of course, in our business is like a dance. And both partners have to be good at what they do. And he was very good at what he does. Uh, tremendous engineering technician. And much similar to, um, you know, the guy that sort of pops in mind is Ray Mysterio in, in the fact that, you know, Ray's extremely undersized. How he's ever going to compete? With the behemoths in WWE, but he used his lack of size as a tremendous advantage because the audience is able to relate to him because you know they're looking at a guy like me and thinking you know this guy's huge. How would I ever (laughs) you know how would I ever get in the ring and fight with him? But then they're looking at a guy like Ray and go you know. That's the guy that I can relate to, and I think it was the same with Daniel Bryan. You know, when he retired, Rolling Stone, I think the headline was, um, you know, WWE's everyman and that's what he is. He's the guy that can relate to everybody, not only because of, you know, he's not, he's not a big guy, um, but he has so much passion, and he's also a very humble human being. He's, he's just the average dude, you know, and I think that shows through. He's sincere, and he's genuine, and, you know, people relate to that. Uh, and then, of course, you add on the fact that he's just a tremendous talent, and, uh, you know, there's your superstar, right? Uh, and what's so cool about his story is that's who the fans picked you know to be their guy i mean it was all organic so that was really cool um and it was sad to see you know sad to see what happened uh you know um one of those things where I, I, his passion and always working hard um you know just like we we're talking about earlier about seth rollins well you know that that cost him some injuries and you know at some point no matter what your heart is your body's just not going to be able to do it anymore uh, or it becomes too dangerous for your body to do uh but nevertheless the thing about a guy like daniel bryan he's also a really smart guy so uh you know it's not like uh he hasn't nor will he ever you know be one of those guys who just packs it in and calls it a day i don't think you know um i think he's gonna be part of wwe for for quite a while and, and rightly so
4: Oh, it's, uh, it was heartbreaking, and obviously, you know, he he mentioned you in his uh, retirement speech, which I'm sure, because of your relationship with him, was definitely something that uh, that meant the world to you. Um, and it was just, you know, it, Rolling Stone. You know, they're very good at picking uh, the the people they write about. So I will put them over for that. But um, definitely, uh, Daniel Bryan and his uh, appreciation for you is uh, is off the charts. But as we wrap it up here, obviously, you know, why you're joining us today. Um, we couldn't be any more honored to be a part of this for you. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best and, obviously, a, uh, a successful summer and a successful campaign. Uh, personally, you know, John and I have been uh, in admiration of your career as a wrestler, but uh, being able to watch what you've done, uh, both with your public service uh, as an individual and now looking to serve your community officially, I can humbly say that we, uh, we couldn't be any more honored to be joined by you today. But please, before we let you go, just one more time, just share with the listeners again what they have to look forward to with you approaching this campaign and what it's going to do for you personally to serve the people of Knox County.
2: Well, it's a great privilege and a, and a great honor to serve the people of Knox County, Tennessee. Um, you know, uh, the current administration Uh, The county mayor is a friend of mine. He's done a good job, an outstanding job, actually, and I want to continue that. And then some areas that, you know, there's always room for improvement. I'd like to see some of that improvement, I think, with our economic development and with uh, schools as well. You know, uh, nowadays what's happened with schools is uh, they're geared so that every kid Is supposed to go to college and kids are deemed failures if they don't in some cases it feels like that and I don't think that's right because I think there's greatness in everyone it's just not matter of finding that greatness so uh, you know I would like to talk about things like um, you know, career and technical education, high-tech fields like com- computer programming, robotics, and that sort of thing. Uh, I think those are vitally important, and I think that plays a big role in our community's economic development is having that workforce that we can attract businesses to this area because they don't have to relocate all their workers because they're already here, um, you know, it was the craftsmen, it was the plumbers, the carpenters, the electricians, the masons that built this country. And I think people should be proud of those occupations. Uh, and, and I think we should encourage our kids to look at those occupations as honorable things to do with their lives. And if you don't want to go to college, that's okay. You can still build a life Of your dreams you can still do whatever you want. Um, I also think there there has to be transparency with government um, you know and I look forward to that um, is reaching out to people and making sure that people know that I'm accessible and that I do listen. may not always agree with everyone but I do listen. Uh, I think that's important because I think sometimes what happens with um, I hate this word good Lord but what happens with politicians let's call them elected officials um, is if they get in a bubble and they don't actually listen to their constituents. And the only time that they listen to their constituents or talk with their constituents, excuse me, is when election season rolls around. And I think that's tragedy because they are serving people and people pay taxes, sometimes a lot of money in taxes, and that money should be spent as wisely as possible. And of course, I'm a fiscal conservative, so I think as little as possible should be taken from people. And then I also think that everyone is is a stakeholder in the community. And uh, I would like to to build coalitions um, that work with one another to bring about the changes that are needed, uh, you know, and, and we should quit looking at each other as opposing groups We realize that we're all part of the same group. And, um, you know, the way to make our community better is for all of us to work together to do that. And especially to, to work with the private sector in providing the resources that are necessary um, and then working with the people who actually know what the needs are and getting those folks together, Uh, you know, and for the most part, government acting as a facilitator, but not the one who's doling out the money and administering the programs. Uh, I think all those things are important, a lot of stuff that I will be talking about. Um, And and I'm really looking forward to it, and I really appreciate you guys having me on the show.
4: Oh, my gosh, it's it's our pleasure. Like I said, I can't beat that into the ground enough. But, you know, is there a place that we can send uh, the folks to check out any more information about uh, what you're going to be doing, um, you know, is there a source you guys have set up where they can kind of educate themselves a little bit more?
2: Yeah, man, it's the 21st century. You've got a really cool website, <laughs> <laughs> Uh real, real proud of that. Um, some of the folks that are uh, working with me on this campaign, I can't say enough about them. And uh, what's really neat is um, – you know, when people believe in you and believe in your ideas, and then they're willing to help you and willing to work with you, I, I can't say enough about what that means to me. Uh, so that, that's the other thing is, is about this campaign is uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm uh, looking forward to working with some of the people that I've already met that have been willing to help me so far. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling.
3: What the world is downloading.